Welcome to the Queen City Church Podcast. We're so excited that you decided to join us, and we wanted to personally welcome you. Thank you so much for listening in today. Our goal is that this message will encourage you and give you practical steps for a relationship with God that keep getting better and better. Enjoy the message. So if you have your Bibles today, I would love if you turn to John chapter 11. And this week, I'm so excited. We are finishing up a seven-week series that we've called Jesus in His Own Words, where we've been looking at the seven I Am statements found in the book of John, which is the fourth book of the New Testament, where seven different times Jesus tells us who He is in His own words. And here's the big idea of this series, is that when we know who Jesus is, we see who he is calling us to be. And today on Easter Sunday, we're looking at this last, I am Jesus in his own word statement found in John chapter 11, verse 25, when Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. And today, if you're taking notes, we're going to be talking about that statement. I am the resurrection and the life. Let's pray. God, we love you and we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. And God, today we do not want to play church. We don't want to go through some religious motions. Today, God, we want to hear directly from you. And so God, we open up our minds and our hearts to receive from you and we give you permission to speak into any area of our lives so that we walk away from this day changed. We love you and it's through the powerful name of Jesus that we pray and everybody said, amen, amen. I am the resurrection and the life. And to fully understand this Jesus in his own words statement, we have to understand that he said it in the context of another story. And so this story is actually 44 verses in John chapter 11. And let's start with verse one. And it says this, a man named Lazarus was sick and he lived in Bethany with his sisters, Mary and Martha. And this is the Mary who later poured the expensive perfume on the Lord's feet and wiped them with her hair. And her brother Lazarus was sick. So the two sisters sent a message to Jesus telling him, Lord, your dear friend is very sick. And it's very important for you and I to understand that this wasn't some random stranger, that this was somebody that Jesus was very close with. But listen to what Jesus' response is in verse four. But when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. No, it happened for the glory of God so that the son of God will receive glory from this. So although Jesus loved Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, he stayed where he was for the next two days. Finally, he said to his disciples, let's go back to Judea. And by the time the story goes, Jesus gets there, we find out that Lazarus had already died and been in the grave for four days. And here's what I find so interesting about this story. I encourage you to go take some time this week to read the first 44 verses of John chapter 11. But here's what I find so interesting, that this entire story only mentions five specific people by name. And two of them are very obvious. They're the main characters is Jesus and Lazarus. But with the rest of our time together, I wanna take a closer look 
at these three other people that are mentioned by name and see how they, like Lazarus, were dying on the inside. And so number one, the story mentions Thomas. And Thomas, he's dying of doubt. And he's the only disciple that's mentioned by name in this story. And it's in verse 16, where it says, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, we'll come back to that in just a second, said to his fellow disciples, almost sarcastically, because they knew that if they went back to that city that they'd face persecution if they went back there. So he says, so let's go to and die with Jesus. And throughout history, Thomas is famously known as Doubting Thomas. And just a moment of honesty right there where you're at, just show of hands, how many of you have ever had doubts that you've doubted God, you've doubted life, you've had doubts. And those of you right now with your hands down, you can just sit there and polish your halo while I talk to the rest of the jacked up skeptics that are joining with us today. Um, But I find this so interesting that in the original Greek, Thomas, it doesn't mean doubt. Thomas means twin, but we never find out whose twin he was. And maybe, just maybe, This was the Bible telling us and reminding us that at times we are all his twin because we have all had doubts. Every single one of us, you have, I have, we've all had doubts. In fact, I've heard it said that a faith that has never been tested can never be trusted. And doubt is a very normal part of life. We've all had doubts. We've all had questions. And I want to be honest, if I would have been in John chapter 11, if I would have been there at that time, I would have had some questions. Like, Jesus, if you love Lazarus so much, why did you even allow him to get sick? I would say, Jesus, why did you wait so long to go see him after you heard the bad news? I would say, Jesus, you're, you're, you're so powerful and you're all powerful. So why didn't you just heal him from a distance like you did the guy in John chapter four, whose son was sick? I would have had questions. And maybe right now with everything happening in our world, you have questions and you're asking God, if you're so good, Why are you allowing this to happen? God, if you're so powerful, why can't you just take this away like that? Why can't you just do that? God, if you love me, why is this happening to me and my family and my business and my marriage and my job and my finances? God, like, do you even care? Are you there? And listen, just like Jesus could handle Thomas's doubt, he can handle your doubt too. And he's not intimidated. He's not scared by your doubt. You're not the first and I promise you won't be the last. So maybe you're here and like Thomas, you're dying of doubt. But this story also mentions number two, Mary. And Mary, it represents dying of discouragement. Or maybe you wanna write disappointment. She was so discouraged. And we see this in verse 20. And it says this, when Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went to go meet him. But Mary stayed in the house that when Martha went to go see Jesus, she just stayed right at home. She was so discouraged, probably thinking like, why even bother? What's the point? He's already dead. And then when she finally sees Jesus in verse 32, it says, when Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, Can you hear the discouragement? She says, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. 
And maybe you're here today and the circumstances of life has left you so discouraged and so disappointed. And you're thinking right now, like, what's the point? Like, are things ever gonna change? Things will never change. I'm always gonna be this way. It's always gonna be this way. I'm always gonna be alone. I'm always gonna be depressed or anxious. I'm always gonna be addicted. I'm always gonna be stuck. I'm always gonna be in this financial situation. I'm never going to bounce back. I'm never gonna have the marriage I want. I'm never gonna have the family I want, the job I want, the life I want. I'm so discouraged. And here's what's so dangerous about discouragement is that we often hide it. And I'm telling you, church people are the worst at this. So like life could be a complete dumpster fire. I mean, like everything is bad. You're so discouraged. But when we show up to church in our Easter Sunday best, in our button up shirts and our pleated khakis and our floral dresses, when we show up in our Easter Sunday best and somebody comes up to us and says, hey, how are you? And we lie through our teeth. And we say, great, I've never been better. Or maybe we even throw in a good churchy Christianese word, like just blessed. I'm just blessed. And we, we, and we, we hide this discouragement. And we're smiling on the outside, but we're dying on the inside. And what I love about Jesus is that that's not what he wants. What Jesus wants is not this outside show. He wants a real relationship with you. He wants a relationship with you that's real, that's consistent, that's daily. He doesn't want just rules and regulations. He doesn't want behavior modification. He doesn't want perfect attendance at church. He wants a real relationship with you through the good, the bad, and the ugly, and that includes your discouragement. So maybe you're here, and like Mary, you're dying of discouragement. And finally, this story mentions number three, We've already mentioned her name, Martha. And Martha, she represents dying of delay, that she's just been waiting and waiting and waiting so long. And we see this in verse 21, where Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. And when Jesus starts the, to roll the stone away to Lazarus' tomb, Listen to Mary's response in verse 39, where, where Martha, the dead man's sister, protested, Lord, he has been dead for four days. You've waited too long. You're too late. And it says this, the smell will be terrible. And I love the King James Version. It says, he stinketh. And she says, no, do not do that. Do not do that. Don't roll the stone away. It's too late. We've waited way too long. And here's why it is such a big deal that the Bible says that he'd been dead for four days. Because at the time of this story, there was this common belief that after a person died, that their spirit, their part that connects with God, their spirit would stay around the body for three days. So days one through three, they were considered mostly dead. But on day four, they were considered dead, dead. And that's why Martha was so disappointed on this day. Because it's like, Jesus, why did you take so long? Why didn't you do something sooner? Could you have not just come one day sooner? Because then it would have even been possible. And some of you can relate to Martha. And you're dying right now of delay. And you're asking, God, why is it taking so long? I keep praying these prayers, but the prayers seem to never be answered. That maybe you keep praying for healing. 
but you or that person that you love is still sick. You keep praying to get married and you're doing all the right things. You're staying connected in church. You're living for God, but it feels like everybody else is getting married around you and you're always the bridesmaid, but you're never the bride. And you're sitting there saying, God, what about me? Like, when is it my time? Maybe you keep praying to have a baby, to start a family, to become a mom or to become a dad. And it seems like every other couple, they just look at each other and they get pregnant, but not you. Like, it seems like there's no way for that to be your reality. And you're just asking, God, what about us? And maybe you keep praying for someone you love. And maybe you've been praying that this Easter, someone you love who is far from God would experience God, would start a relationship with God would make the decision, the best decision of their life to follow Jesus. Maybe it's a close friend or a close family member, but the more you pray, it seems like they just keep getting further and further away from God. And if that's you, let me encourage you with this truth today, that God's delays are not God's denials. God's delays are not God's denials. And that which means that just because you are delayed doesn't mean that you are denied. And that just because God hasn't done something yet doesn't mean that he's not gonna do something in the future. And just because God hasn't done what you want, it doesn't mean that God's not doing what you need. You see, when you look at this story, Martha wanted a healing, but Jesus wanted a resurrection. So trust me. In the end, trust me, trust me, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. But you're like responding to like, but Pastor Brian, it's not okay. Then I'm telling you, it's not the end. Because in the end, it's gonna be okay. And if it's not okay, then that means it's not the end. He's not finished. And if there's anything in your life that's dying today, Jesus is saying in John 11, 25, I am the resurrection and the life. And notice that he doesn't say that I'm able to resurrect. He says, I am the resurrection. That's because the resurrection is not an event. The resurrection is a person. It's not just what he does, it's who he is. Dead things don't stay dead when Jesus shows up. Dead people come back to life. Dead marriages come back to life. Dead relationships come back to life. Dead dreams come back to life. The resurrection is not an event. The resurrection is a person and his name is Jesus. In this beautiful story in John chapter 11, it ends in verse 39 when Jesus says, roll the stone aside. And then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. And in my research, I found this quote from a Puritan writer that said that it was a good thing that Jesus called Lazarus by name, because if he didn't and just said, come out, that he would have emptied out the whole cemetery. And he said, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out looking like an extra on Michael Jackson's thriller video his hands and his feet bound in grave clothes, his face wrapped in headcloth. And Jesus told him, unwrap him and let him go. And on that day, the resurrection brought resurrection. And that's what I've been praying for 
this Easter, that the resurrection today would bring resurrection. That regardless of whether you relate to Thomas or to Mary or to Martha, that we can all, listen, we can all relate to Lazarus because the truth is Lazarus story is our story because we've all sinned, we've all made mistakes, we've all missed the mark. And that sin that we've made, it doesn't make you bad. According to the Bible, that sin makes you dead, just like Lazarus. But the good news of the gospel of Jesus is that God loved you and he loved me so much that he sent his one and only son to do what we can never do for ourselves and pay for our sins once and for all. And when he yelled on the cross, it is finished and walked out of the grave three days later, he declared that your debt has been paid in full, that you don't owe anything anymore, that everything in your life has been forgiven past, present and future. And on this Easter, he's saying, I am the resurrection and the life. It's not just what I do, it is who I am. And I've rolled the stone away from your dead life. And I'm calling you right now to come out of the grave, which means here's the awesome news today. Here's what that means, that today, today, you don't have to just celebrate resurrection. Today, you can experience resurrection. So the big question is how, how? How can you experience resurrection today? And he tells us in this verse, Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life, anyone. And I love that word. I highlighted, I circled it in my Bible, anyone regardless of who you are, regardless of what you've done, regardless of how many mistakes you made, anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. That all you have to do is believe, that you put your whole trust and your whole faith into Jesus. Romans 10, nine, it says that if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And he goes on to say in verse 26, everyone who lives in me and believes in me, says it again, believes in me, will never ever die. And here's the big question that we all have to ask today. Do you believe this? And so typically right here, if you're at one of our normal services, we would have a very private moment where I would ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes. But today I wanna to do something different. Right now, I'm gonna ask you to stay in this moment, this, this, this reverent moment. And I'm gonna ask you to click the online connection card. And if you're in our live stream right now, it's in the top right of the screen. If you're watching later in the day on demand, it's right there on the home page of our website. I'm gonna ask every single person, regardless of how many times you've hung out with us at Queen City Church, whether this is your very first time or whether you've been here all 83 weeks of our church, I'm gonna ask you to go ahead and click that link, that online connection card right now. And I'm gonna ask you to fill out this card. And by the way, just so you know, it's a very safe card. It's very safe to put your information on that card. We're not gonna blow up your email inbox or anything like that. 
And if, if you fill this card out, here's one thing that we do wanna do this Easter. We do wanna send you a little gift in the mail. Actually, this, this sticker of our Easter branding is pretty cool. Here's the truth. We all could use some mail right now that's good, that's not a bill. So we'll send you that if you fill this out. And I'm just gonna ask you all to fill this out and just put your information there. And at the very bottom, there's a one question survey, just one question. And here's the question, where are you on your spiritual journey? And there's four boxes for you to check, A, B, C, or D. And here's the cool thing, every single one of us, regardless of where you are, regardless of your church background, regardless of whether you grew up in church or maybe you've never stepped foot into a church one time, that every single one of us are one of these four boxes. So let me tell you what they mean. A means I'm already in a relationship with Jesus. And if that's you, you you're saved. You're going to heaven. You've accepted grace and you're already in a relationship with Jesus. And then some of you are here and you need to check box B, which means I'm beginning a real relationship with Jesus. I'm not saying I'm gonna go to church. I'm saying a real relationship with Jesus. Either you need to begin or you for the very first time, or you need to begin again. Let me put it this way. You find yourself at church and you just need a fresh start. And I'm telling you, there's no better day than Easter for that to happen. Or maybe you're here and you need to check box C. And that stands for, I'd like to consider it a bit more first. And I want you to know this, that our church values this. In fact, we did not start a church 83 weeks ago for church people. And we dream of being a church where people who are searching and asking questions and doubt and, and skeptics that, that are searching can find a safe place to figure it out. And we're so glad, you need to know if this is you, where you're so glad that you are here with us today, that you are welcome at our church. Or maybe you need to check box D, it says, I don't ever intend on making that decision. And I know that that's strong. I know that that's strong. But if that's you, you have the guts to tell us, and like it or not, we're going to pray for you. So where are you today? Easter Sunday, 2020, where are you on your spiritual journey? Check one of those boxes, A, B, C, or D. And when you're done, hit submit, it's that easy. And if you check to B, I would love for you to pray this in your heart. Just say, Jesus, I love you, I need you. I'm sorry that I've lived my life without you. I repent, I change my mind and I change my direction today. Will you come live inside me? Will you do what I can't do myself? And will you change me? Will you make me brand new? I surrender everything to you, God. I give you my life, everything, my past, my present, my future. And I choose to follow you, not for just one day, but for the rest of my life. We thank you today for the amazing gift of Jesus, the resurrection and the life. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray, amen. 
Thank you so much for joining us today. If this message has changed your perspective on God or life, feel free to email your story to info at queencitypeople.com. We'd love to celebrate the change happening in your life. We'd also love to pray for you. If you have any prayer requests, big or small, head over to queencitypeople.com slash prayer and fill out the form with as much detail as you'd like. For more information about Queen City Church's service times, location, or events, visit queencitypeople.com or follow us on social media platforms at queencitypeople.com. 